Good afternoon and welcome back to the Conservatarian Exchange on the Liberty Block, hosted today by two Eds, Gina and Steve, hoping Mike will join us later. I uh, want to welcome everybody and hit the ground running. Where are we going? Where are we running to, Steve? I know, and people are going to say that's a violent metaphor. So, Gina, you told me right before the show you're following some of the primaries, which I wanted to yes. get an update. What's important in what happened yesterday around the country? Uh, well, there's a, there's a couple. So, Miss Lake running for governor over in Arizona, she was your Trump endorsed candidate. Um, she pulled off a narrow, I want to say it was 14,000 votes or just shy of 14,000 votes that she ended up winning by. But that was a big one because that was your Trump endorsed candidate versus your Mike Pence endorsed candidate. Uh, the Pence candidate was lacking in name recognition. Um, but then you go to Michigan and one of your congressional seats where you had a very well-known name, uh, Meyer. He owns, if you guys have ever been to the Midwest, Meyer's grocery stores are like a Walmart. Um, but it, he was in his first term last year and on his what, 11th day, he voted to impeach Trump um, and he was taken out by an ultra mega uh, candidate. <laughs> so that was wonderful um, that he's out of there. But with that being said, we've still have primaries coming up in Wyoming, um, which Liz Cheney is being primaried. And I just wanted to throw my loser of the week. And now, which is Kevin Costner, who's repping the I support Liz Cheney shirt. So Kevin Costner, you suck. I'm sorry. You're my loser of the week. I'm going to do that right now just because I got to hop off at a certain time. So that's my 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 good re recap. Um, Lake was great. Um, there was really not a lot of other upsets or what do you want to say? Big shocks in any of the other races, but Lake did pull it off and Meyer is gone. Blake Masters also won in Arizona mm -hmm. and he was endorsed by Trump. But I was thinking that he's he was initially opposed to Trump, was he not? Or am I, I believe, just not remembering that correctly? No, I, I believe he is the one up until about two years ago. Kind of, there was a couple of them also because uh, JD Vance up up in Ohio was the same. He was not a very big Trump supporter, and he had his aha moment. So I believe he was in that same position. No, it, my my recollection of of Masters, and I, I could be wrong because I couldn't find any evidence for this on the internet. I thought that he did one of those ads that said that Trump tried to be conservative but he was a dumpster fire that Did part i don't remember but i do i do think he was along the same lines as jd vance as far as not really endorsing trump up until about two years ago okay or supporting trump i should say not endorsing but supporting okay on, on the subject of trump um the story about trump hosting tucker and marjorie taylor green at this new golf tournament business um, I'm not a major golf follower. I have family members who are um, a what they're doing against the PGA, which may or may not be a great thing. And just the Saudi Arabian side of it. Why in the world does Trump get involved in these things if he wants to run for president again? And why do Tucker and MTG want to alienate a heck of a lot of people? Well, I think I personally just think Trump because he owns so many golf courses. That's a lot of money coming in a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. And if he doesn't want to be president, I think it's a great idea. I, I don't see anything wrong with the, the idea of challenging the um, the PGA, which is a monopoly after all and behaves monopolistically. Um, I do think that uh, 
you know, as far as the Saudi money is concerned, um, it's, uh, yeah, it is what it is. Here's my issue with it, guys. No, I have two issues with it. Number one, how how is it that he's not prepared with an answer on the Saudi question <laughs> before it happens? I mean, he should be able to, as hard a question as that might be, he should have a slam dunk answer ready for it. And relatedly, my slam dunk answer would be, you're asking me about Saudi Arabia and, and a golf tournament? Why don't you go ask Joe Biden why he went on his hands and knees begging them to sell us more oil and pump more oil? If they're such yeah. bad people, why don't you get on Biden's ass and leave me alone? Ed, if you yeah. were black, gay, and an immigrant, you should definitely be the White House spokesman. Oh, yeah? That's a much better answer than they would ever give. Yeah. I, I, by the way, the reason. There. I thought you were telling me that was an awful answer because she gives no. awful answers. No, you would, you, you would be a much better one, but you can't take the job from someone who's so historic, historic, and historic. historic. The reason, Trump, a, the reason just... Trump doesn't have an answer is because I believe that he's so impulsive and immature and doesn't even think he needs one and then just spews a bunch of garbage. And I think it's a big mistake because even if he turns up, turns off 10% of his voters who are upset either because of PGA or because of the Saudi involvement, I don't get it. It's just not smart. No, I, I, Trump, Trump has very little filter, right? And so we all know Saudi Arabia was deep into the, the um, 9-11 attacks. And Trump knows that too. So instead of saying, well, Saudi Arabia was deep into the 9-11 attacks, which would be the right answer. Yep. He says, well, we don't really know what happened because that, that he has that much filter. The, the, the tiny I think you're being way too generous. Mean, Ed. Whereas, mean, whereas Ed's suggestion is a complete deflection. It's a typical, it is a typical politician deflection. And Trump doesn't do that. He doesn't do the typical politician deflection. He doesn't do, oh, talk to Joe Biden. I mean, he doesn't do that. He like, he thinks for like nanoseconds. And since he knew he couldn't say what he really thinks, he 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 said something stupid. Um, and, uh, you know, imagine if he had said what he really thought that, oh, yeah, yeah, the Saudis were deep into planning and executing. But, and but I'm making money. 9-11. And I have nothing, no problem with his making money. And I also don't understand who advises MTG. She's a politician. Why do you go on something which you don't need to go to that ticks people off? Who's ticked off? I'm not ticked off. Who's ticked I'm off? not going to mention names. There are people who are very ticked off with this, the Saudi Arabian aspect. And if this whole thing collapses, what it collapses, what it's going to do to professional golf, which is not something I follow that much, but I do know that people do. And it's well, just here's another, here's another side of the Saudi question, though. There's a there's a real divide in, in Washington over whether Iran or Saudi Arabia is the real threat in that region. Trump took the side of Saudi Arabia and basically set up an alliance between Israel and the Saudis and some other Sunni uh, kingdoms over there. Um, you know, Obama and Biden have been on the Iranian side and. You know, I, I'm not so sure that I, that as between the Saudis and the and the Iranians, I mean, I wouldn't want to be on either one of their sides, but I certainly wouldn't want to be on the Iranian side. Which is why your answer would be even better, because he could have said that he could have said, look, whatever happened, it's horrible. But right now we need them. You know, they're better than the alternative, blah, blah, blah. Instead of just spewing stupid stuff. 
Well, that's what that's why my initial point was he was completely unprepared. How do you not go into that event pre- totally prepared to answer questions about that? I mean, that just showed a total, uh, you know, we keep asking on the show, has he learned his lesson? Is he going to get better? He clearly hasn't learned his letter and his not, lesson and is not going to be any better. Well, that that's kind of the reason I brought that part of it up. And the other um, Trump story is once again, the Dr. Oz election where Trump endorsed somebody who's just ridiculous, who's not at all um, a strong conservative and quite likely will lose. And again, everybody keeps saying how many wins, 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 but we ignore the really dumb stuff. And, you know, I don't bash Trump nearly as much as some other people do on the show, but he does some really stupid things. Yes, but he did do a great thing the other day when he endorsed both Eric's at the same time. Did you guys see that? Um, was that good or was that I, I thought it no, was it's good of, because it's no. a win win. They're both pulling at the top. So, of course, he's going to be able to tout. Hey, hey, Eric, blah, blah, one. I know, Eric, but blah, I, blah. I, I don't want to brag about my grandchildren. But that idea came from my two year old grandson. Well, then he's got a future in politics, Steve. No, God. I mean, come on. Like that. That was his best thing. Go for Eric. I don't know. Let me be it, the one to say I, I'm hoping that Oz loses. Yeah, we he's need, no we good. We need to lose that seat. We 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 need to pay a price for not electing good candidates. I, I Ben Shapiro today was talking about um, some of the quote unquote bad uh, um, GOP nominees. Now we were talking earlier that the guy you know, Gina, the the Repub- the Republican who beat the incumbent who voted for impeachment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gibbs. And Ben was like, this new guy is probably going to lose. And, you know, um, and so the Republicans just do a bad job. And my view is the exact opposite. I would rather have 220 Republican House members and get rid of the rhinos than have 250 Republican House members, including 30 rhinos. Right. So, I, I mean, the problem I guess- is that the 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 proportion is going to be reversed but yeah i get your point yeah obviously but the you know the we the republican party is never going to learn um that it can't continue to keep voting against the principles of its voters unless the really egregious ones get tossed out and while you know occasionally you can toss out somebody like kevin mccarthy it's been done in the past um that's hard but who, who you can toss out are the Liz Cheney's and, and this guy who uh, voted for impeachment. And I definitely think we should uh, do everything we can to toss them out. And in the Senate, too. And I think I agree with Ed. I, I, I think it would be nice if the Republicans controlled the Senate. So that would sort of limit Biden's radicalism on the courts. But um, I would I would, you know, you know. See, I was looking at the voter turnout. That was the big thing that I was looking at. And so Republicans in this primary, there was about 250,000 more that showed up to vote against the Democrats. And uh, seeing the numbers that Tudor Dixon, for example, up there in Michigan pulled, um, I think there might be a big upset this fall with some of these candidates that are not your normal candidate, you know, that don't come from a political background. I think there's a lot that's going to happen up there this year. Hey, Jeannie, you're plugged into the Kansas thing. Tell us about that. Kansas thing. 
Give me a little bit more info on the Kansas the, thing. Uh, the um, amendment to the Kansas Constitution that would have allowed uh, the legislature to. Oh, that's going on the ballot? Um, well, no, it, it lost last Did night. it? Yeah, yeah, see, I didn't even see that. So, no, I'm not plugged into that. I know it was going on the ballot, but I didn't know that was. Yeah. Yeah, because no. they were trying to add it to their state constitution. No, it, a, a, a right to abortion was is in the kansas state constitution and they were going to take it out and That's leave it, it back okay. up to the leave it up to the legislature and the um it lost by about 60 to 40 so um really what meant is that the right to abortion is is now standing still in the kansas constitution the the interesting thing that i've heard and i don't exactly know whether this is true or not is that the um is that the amendment the the initiative was written so poorly and so confusingly that it was um and yet another example of of stupidity on the right where you can't just write uh you know one or two sentences you have to go and make it so confusing that no one will vote for it because they don't understand what it means but i i don't know for a fact so that's kind of why i wanted if somebody knew about it what yeah no i was i was following it i just didn't realize it had happened already yeah. stupidity or almost self-sabotage you bit never both. know yeah yeah it sounds to me like they didn't want it to pass what i'm trying to look right now what is the language in the constitution making abortion legal does anybody know in the kansas constitution yeah, I, I, yeah, I should have been better prepared. I apologize. I was, I was <laughs> yeah. just hoping someone else would have been prepared. It I'm seems sorry, to say it I says it, I just fell short. It says it's a Kansas Supreme Court ruling that found the Constitution protects abortion rights. Ah, I didn't know that. So oh. it's not in no the amendment. Constitution. I see. It's a, okay. it's a Supreme yes, Court ruling that they were trying to overrule with an amendment. Ah, so well, then I misstated. I apologize. Yeah. Well, in my view, it's going to be a race to do constitutional amendments because just from my experience in New Jersey, and Ed, you know this, they put every stupid thing in the New Jersey Constitution, stuff that shouldn't be there, things that should be pol policy issues or even budgetary matters. Um, so I'm just waiting for New Jersey to take that step to embed it in the Constitution. Um, may maybe it'll be a lot more interesting of a vote than some of the other things that have come down the pike. But generally, when things become a ballot question here in this state, they pass. It's rare for things to get knocked down. Yeah. Um, so if the Republicans in these red states don't embed it in the Constitution, the first chance the Democrats get when they take over, that's exactly what they're going to look to do. Hey, I got a question, speaking of the Democrats and Pelosi over there in Taiwan. Has anybody been following that really after she landed and she got up and she did her her live conferences over there? I did follow it a little bit. Yeah. So of what what so what's our results of any of it? What what's what's come of it? Well, Anything? it's not over yet. Right? We don't know. She, until we well, see I know she's doing an Asian tour. Is she still in Taiwan? Uh, I think she was supposed to leave today sometime. Um, I don't know whether she's actually left because I haven't done Twitter. I, I just hope she wasn't in a bathing suit again because I don't know if we could take that. I do, you know, I, 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 I don't know. The, the, of course, I hate Nancy Pelosi. On on the other hand, uh, anybody has the right to visit Taiwan if they want to. On the other hand, Joe Biden is now saying, "Well, you know, 
she didn't she's not talking for me and uh, it, the whole thing is a typical mess when you have people who don't know what uh, you're doing i don't know what the message was that she was supposed to be sending to taiwan was it supposed to be you know we have your back which is fine i guess but it sounded like what makes you think that the... sorry gina oh no i was just saying that's what the messaging sounded like when what she was speaking they don't know what they're doing ed uh, to me, <laughs> because was... they obviously don't know what they're doing they, no i'm uh, well See, I, I think, you know, if, you know, to quote the great Rush Limbaugh, this is all intentional. And I don't think this is a mistake. I, I think that she went there on purpose. Um, I can't prove this, but I wouldn't be surprised if the, the, the Chinese Communist Party orchestrated this behind the scenes through Biden and that Biden may be publicly distancing himself. But I think this is all they're all on the same team. They're all on the same page. And the purpose of this is to provoke China, and it is to provoke a, a military confrontation. And I know well, what's China. I, what is China going to do, Ed? What do you, what's your gut telling you, Ed Maslish? What do you think I've China's going to do? For a year and a half, that China's going to invade Taiwan. I think they're looking for an excuse to invade Taiwan. But what do you think they're going to do to the U.S. because they they put out? Threats. I think that I think that we already have General Milley telling us that he got on the phone to tell his Chinese counterpart during the end of the Trump administration, we won't attack without telling you, we'll let you know where our troops are. I think that they're setting us up for a, a decapitation of our Pacific fleet, frankly. Yeah. I mean, it's certainly possible. I, I, I do want to show just briefly something that I think they might be able to do. Um, so here we have, uh, here we have Taiwan and, um, and these islands here across from Xiamen, <clears throat> if you see on the, Xiamen is, is China. These islands here, the Kinmen Islands, are, uh, are owned by and controlled by Taiwan. Now, doing an amphibious assault against them, which the, the Chinese were massing um, amphibious assault uh, craft uh, here um, on, the, on the east side of Xiamen, um, is obviously something that, you know, is a lot easier to do <clears throat> than going across the, you know, 100 miles or so, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, as they would be uh, to go to Taiwan, especially because there aren't a whole lot of beaches on Taiwan that are easy to uh, land troops on. So I think that, um, you know, they're, they're, doing, they're doing two things. One, they've, they've decided to do live fire exercises all around Taiwan over the next few days. We'll see how that goes. And the second is that they're they're massing amphibious assault craft along this beach uh, in Jemen, trying to threaten the Kinmen Islands. So I, I think whether they get into whether they provoke a, a fight in the in the space around Taiwan, that's one thing, or whether they decide to take the Kinmen Islands, um, that's another thing. But I don't, I don't think that, I mean, you know, you just look at the space and, you know, if you know anything about Operation Overlord, the invasion of Normandy, you know, what it took to invade over, you know, a quarter of the distance, um, it, it's, a, it's, it's a really difficult military process to, to, to go over this distance, to build up all the troops um, and amphibious assault ships and, and whatnot, um, and then move them over, um, uh, lot, you know, a lot of artillery strikes, missile strikes, that sort of thing. It would be, it would be very, very difficult. Uh, just, you know, it's, it's not, 
it's not an easy thing to do from a military perspective, but the Kinman Islands are something that uh, are definitely easy, relatively easy to do. So I think I heard Tucker kind of push the, you know, his angle, which is more like Ed Maslish's, that this may be to, to deliberately provoke China into doing something. And I don't think this is the big part of the story, but the coincidence of her doing that the day that her husband is being arraigned. If this would be a Republican, I think that would be the front page story. I, I don't understand, though. I mean, remember why we're just taking for granted that um, Pelosi going to Taiwan is a, you know, a front to China and uh, um, because they say so. And the truth is, it's not an affront to China, and it's not an affront to our policy, which is that the Taiwan situation, the, the American policy, my policy is that Taiwan should be an independent country. But the American policy is that the Taiwan, China, or as I call China it, Taiwan, policy. West Taiwan situation should be peacefully negotiated. That's the American policy. Um, but I, I, going there, you know, if our policy has always been that it should be peacefully negotiated and we send a politician over there to negotiate, I don't know. I mean, I, it shouldn't it shouldn't offend China. And they're just making this up because they're playing to the same media that our politicians play to. And a, a, a reasonable politician would say to China, grow up. We're just going there to talk. Grow up. Um, and we don't have a, uh, you know, we don't have a president to tell China that they're just making this stuff up without any rationale whatsoever. They should not be offended. They should not. It should not be a threat to their country. It's just an idiot 80 year old politician going over there to talk. We send idiot 80 year old politicians everywhere to talk. Nobody cares. She didn't get that mask way down here. Her teeth didn't fall out of her mouth. While she yeah, <laughs> she's not just an 80 year old politician, right? She's. Speaker of the House, third in succession to the presidency. She's the highest ranking U.S. leader to visit Taiwan That's in a really long time, right? Yeah, yeah. 25 years ago. Yeah, 25 yeah. years so ago. What, what should be the American president's reaction to a Chinese official saying they're going to shoot down a plane with the Speaker of the House? Uh, you know, I'd give well, him the course. routing information. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that's on that's on flight radar. But no. <laughs> <laughs> you, you you just tell them that we, we don't take you seriously, um, because if you ever did that, it would be the end of your government. So I, I just that's the same thing what, what Trump said, you know, essentially said to Kim Jong Un. It's so, you know, we don't take these threats serious. You know, there's this thing called the, the Chinese final warning. Right. Look it up on Wikipedia, the Chinese final warning back in the 50s. Wikipedia, they, you're using Wikipedia. They gave the. Of course, because Wikipedia is useful. <laughs> um, but uh, it, apparently they gave like 600 of these final warnings if the United States did X, Y, and Z. And it's become a joke, the Chinese final warning. So you just got to understand and just don't play their game. You know, I mean, that's the thing. It's it's a game. Don't play it. So, but so what, what, least... will it, what will it take for it to not be a game and then for finally to act in? I, I don't when they sink the U.S. Think... Ronald Reagan. I, 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 yeah, I mean, certainly if they attack, I, I just, I don't know. I, I think Xi wants to, you know, solve the Taiwan problem while he's the, uh, while he's the president for life, just like Putin wants to solve the Ukraine problem 
um, while he is essentially president for life. Um, and I think they want it for the same reasons, um, which is, you know, sort of ethnic, uh, you know, essentially national socialism, basically. Um, but uh, I don't think that um, either is going to is going to succeed. And, and even if the Chinese did succeed, what would they get? They wouldn't get anything. Just like the Russians aren't getting anything in Ukraine. Well, they're, they're trying to get the baseline. semiconductor industry. No, that will be destroyed. I, I guarantee you that will be destroyed. Okay, but maybe they just want to harm us. They do, but, you know, see, we give them little pieces of green paper and they give us stuff. So who's benefiting out of that transaction? You know, that's the thing. It's like, I don't think they're... I, I, I mean, they could be crazy. I mean, Putin, Putin was crazy. I got to I, I don't, I don't think the Chinese have a death wish. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, the Mullahs might. Yeah, in Iran. It, it is true. They want to dominate economically. It is true that our government will almost certainly fall if we have a, a, a tremendous loss militarily combined with a depression. Um, and you know whether what what replaces our current government and in that situation, I have no idea. What's but the, their government's going to fall too. Their Chinese why? Are, and what's the death wish? What, you guys are talking about a death wish for the Chinese government. What is what 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 what's the threat to them? Is Biden going to destroy them? No. Usually assured destruction. The, the, From Biden? No. If they attack the U.S. military, they the U.S. military them. will respond. And we are not complete idiots right that's that's the thing i, mean, um, I yeah. think that may be what we're arguing about and i think we may be right now well maybe our transgender based military might not be ready to fight yes i do think we should oh, send the transgender corps into the front lines i i definitely think that would solve that problem but that doesn't mean that the rest of the military is that stupid well, but how, long, how, long was, how long was bin laden's little right-hand man sitting there in kabul like seriously probably a year or so yeah like, come on. I mean, like, remember yeah. the, the thing about the U.S. military that is so awful nowadays is. And, and this might destroy us if we ever got into a war with China, is that between every person who needs to do something and the person who can approve doing the right thing is a bunch of lawyers. And that's what caused the six-month delay between the time we found that Zawahiri was living in Kabul and when we took him out because yeah, of all of the lawyers. In a real war, you fire all the lawyers. Now, maybe the United States the lawyers, doesn't have though. the strength. I mean, no, no, it's when entirely... Milley, when you have Millie as the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff and Lloyd Austin, the Secretary yeah. of Defense, I mean, right at the top of the chain of command and, and Biden at the top, I mean, you've got people that are that are not friendly to the United States. At, at and I agree. And it's a, it's a bad situation, but I, I think, I think you underestimate the, the demand for victory after a, like a Pearl Harbor type of disaster that comes from the Americans. I, I don't know. Maybe we'll just take it on the chin and, and lose. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go our with fleet the way the Japanese did in at Pearl Harbor. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of on Ed M's side, but I want to move slightly with the China story 
this idea of them buying up our farmland and should we be doing something? And is it legal for us to stop China from buying? How does that even work? Because well, I'm a libertarian. If I want to sell my land, I should be able to sell it. But how big a problem is this getting to be? It's big enough. I know DeSantis has put a stop to it in Florida, but I don't know where I think Christy Nome was doing something as well, if I remember hearing right. And by the way, how do you stop it if you can have like 10 levels of shell companies? Right. I, I don't understand the issue, though, because. Let, let China buy the whole country, as far as I'm concerned. As soon as they uh, have a war, we just nationalize all the things they uh, they have. It doesn't hurt us. Again, we give them little green pieces of paper that are worthless. They give us stuff. They get these green pieces of paper. They have to do something with them. They can't just put them under their mattress. So they got to buy stuff from the United States. Well, a lot of things they buy are U.S. bonds, but now they're not doing that anymore because of the way we treated Russia. So they got to buy something else. They buy oil with those little green pieces of paper. But, you know, what else is there? It's the same with the Japanese in the 80s. They got to buy stuff. That's my issue with what you're saying, Ed. There's a lot of truth to what you're saying, but what you're what you're not addressing is that China is not just a competitor or, or one of our friends that has some of our green pieces of paper. They are an enemy and they're looking to destroy us. It's not the same thing as, you know, Great Britain getting those pieces of paper and buying land. I, I certainly think China is an enemy. Um, and I don't know whether they're, I, I think, I don't think they want to destroy us. I think they want to prevent the United States from ruling the Pacific. I, you know, I think they want to rule the Pacific. I think their ambitions go further than that. I don't think they, they want to rule they, the world. That's never been a Chinese. Uh, but why are they in Africa? Why are they dom in dominate America? economically, dominate politically? What's the Belt and Road Initiative? I mean, why? Why, why are they? Why are they? Um, they're all over South making, America. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. They're making inroads in places right. like Brazil and stuff like that. Yeah. If if all they cared about was the Far East, they wouldn't be doing that. Well, I, again, they want resources, and that's why they're in Africa. They don't suffer from any of this political correctness, so they treat Africans terribly. Um, <laughs> we're way worse than the British do. Um, the the workers, the you know, they prop up the the oligarchs. Um, and uh, as far as South America, yeah, I think that's to try to uh, make the United States, you know, look bad. But you know, the idea that they're gonna. Uh, you know, invade Hawaii and, you know, that I don't think that I don't think they have a lot of military desires beyond the, you know, greater East Asian co-prosperity sphere. I mean, the Belt and Road Initiative, the whole thing about the Belt and Road Initiative is a way to trade without going through the straits um, by Singapore. It's, 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 look, the United States controls, the Britain controls the seas, Singapore controls that strait, and if we want resources, we're going to have to figure out a way to get them because the United States can turn off our oil in a second. And that's the problem. It's like that, that from their perspective, it's like we need these, we need oil, we need gas, we need copper, we need, you know, all of these things. And they all go through. And I will show you on the map because it is worth looking at for those of you. Anybody wants to understand um, the military really ought to look at a map once in a while. Um, so all of the, all 
of the oil from the Middle East over here, Iran, Saudi Arabia, goes through this strait right here. And look at it. Look at it. It's so small. You know, it's tiny. It's, it's smaller than Singapore. I mean, this strait could be closed by like a comedian standing in a rowboat. And everything that China needs comes through this strait right here. Everything. I'm familiar with the map, Ed, but I don't think that people who aren't familiar can figure out from the map you're showing there. Well, I mean, you know, yeah. so there it's got to go from the oil, for instance, got to go from the Middle East. Either come through, you either come all the way around towards Australia or you go through the Singapore Strait. And the United States can close the Singapore Strait in an afternoon, which means we can cut off all. I mean, it's exactly what we did to Japan to, to essentially drive them into uh, attacking us is we cut off their the Japanese supply of oil and we can do the same thing and they the Chinese don't like it so they're like well how do we do that well we need a you know what they call the Belt and Road Initiative which is a bunch of railroads and um, and pipelines and uh, and and actual road roads that go from Eastern China all the way into Europe that cannot be stopped by the United States Navy you know, in five minutes. I mean, that that's that's essentially what the Belt and Road Initiative is. Uh, all those stuff, all that stuff from Africa has got to go through the Singapore Strait too. So it's it, they're, they're really hanging out there as far as everything they need is dependent on like this three mile wide <laughs> street here, and, and it's just it's strategically unacceptable to them, and you can understand why. Well, they just need to build some uh, windmills and have some more solar panels. Yeah, I, I, I think Trump, to a certain extent, is right <laughs> about that. I think they are, I, I think they are one of the primary funders of all of this green energy. You know, um, nonsense, yeah. because that, that I could be believe and they totally sign up to it. Too. Oh, yeah, we'll we'll sign Paris. Sure, we'll sign all these accords. And then they, they just don't follow, you know. So it's uh, okay. yeah. I actually found that part. States. I actually found that part quite interesting, Ed. Thank you. Yes, thank you uh, for the quick bef geography. Before we move on to the unimportant things in the news, we cannot um, end the show at any time today without getting to the biggest story of the week, which is obviously the Beyonce story. <laughs> Church girls. Well, uh, I, I, the left eating its own. There's well, nothing there's, I can there's say. There's lots of people. Go ahead. Sorry, Ed. Oh, there's nothing I can say that beats what Mash Walt, Matt Walsh said on his podcast the other day. Oh, he's hilarious. Uh, which, what did he say? I, I can't repeat it. Uh, uh, but basically, sure. she is a talentless person who deserves no consideration whatsoever. But you should you should listen to what Matt Walsh said, because it's so brilliantly put. But again, oh. it's just like J.K. Rowling, et cetera, et cetera. You can never be left enough. And there's always another word that they have to take out of the dictionary. Well, see, but she's not getting just attacked for the spaz lyric that was in her song. Because I think, oh, whatever, spaz, spaz, spaz. Anyway, um, Lizzo, I think her name is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So she took it out of her songs as well. But Beyonce is also getting slack from a lot of Christians that are not really practicing their Christian faith for the words that she's put in this church girl song about the girls in there twerking and doing all this crap, which is true. There are a lot that live one lifestyle versus what 
they profess to be. And uh, she so professes to be a Christian. No, 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 no. So one of the songs that is on this album is called Church Girls. And she talks about these church girls being out in the club and twerking and doing all this stuff. So they're they're there on Sunday, you know, like, look at me, I'm a follower of Christ. But they're out in the club the night before and just lit and tearing it up, you know. So she's gotten a lot of pushback from the church. Um, and it's just great because, I mean, that part's true. So you, you can't say the S word. But you can drop an N-bomb left and right, and it's okay. Well, I, I, I think it's less about the words spaz, which, again, Lizzo took out. Which it wasn't spaz in the Lizzo song, and she took it out. Um, it's about obedience. Lizzo ran into a buzzsaw when, she ha- when this, this word, spaz, which is part of the African-American vernacular English you know, that she comes from, it's just a word. Um, and then these, you know, obviously crazy, uh, you know, teenage lesbian white women attacked her for it on Twitter. And so she she was like, uh, you know, they want obedience, right? Um, and so she she gave in. She bowed down. Then, she bowed down. And then, but see, then Beyonce should have known, right? That's the thing. It's like, Beyonce, don't you understand? That's now not allowed. And so Beyonce got attacked again for disobedience less than using a term that everybody in that community uh, uses. They decide on something, they want instant obedience, and the only way to fight them is to say no. Just say no. You'd is there like insane. a Twitter feed that every day puts out the new word you're not allowed to say? Like, how are we supposed to know this before <laughs> the fact? You're not supposed to know it. You're supposed to, when told, okay. immediately change your entire life around what they just told you and obey and apologize and whatnot. And if you do that and send a lot of money to Black Lives Matter, then you're, you're good. you know, you know you're we, okay. We, all, we also don't know how many are just bots that jump on the, the train. Yeah, I, I, it, you just sure. tell them no. Just tell them no, I'm not apologizing. Go away. So when are, we, when are we supposed to find out about the bots? Is it October 12th that uh, Elon Musk lawsuit's happening? Or the uh, court date? Yes, but I don't know what the schedule for discovery is. So that's... The, I, and I don't know whether, even if they do discover it, whether it'll be pu- public, probably not. I don't know. I hope so. I, I know as a shareholder, I got a, uh, a vote, you know, I, I got a you know proxy vote notification to vote on the takeover or not last mm-hmm. week. And I voted my whole 10 shares in favor of selling to Elon Musk, but um, we'll see what happens. As an aside, Twitter is good for one thing, it, the baseball trade deadline. Well, that, that's the place to be when you want to get the breaking news. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. I'm glad it's good for something. <laughs> okay. It's good for something. I, right. I hate talking about DeSantis so much, but his takedown of The View was kind of epic. So, yeah. He, what, what did he do? I know he said he would not go on there. But he, like, pulled out 15 quotes of them you know, bashing, bashing Florida them? and DeSantis and just oh. like, bing, 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 good bing. For him. It's like, and again, you have the real thing, DeSantis, and on the, all the wusses on the other side who are scared to death, et cetera. It, the contrast is amazing. Do you have the video clip? Can you show that to to the audience? I don't have it. Does anybody Dang have it. it? I don't know. Ed Powell's quick at like grabbing all that stuff and sharing the screen. Look, he's, he's working on it. I, I can see his eyes. You can see his brain moving. <laughs> <laughs> all right. 
Well, it was, yeah. in, it was in the show notes. It was a Breitbart article, I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if the video was in it or not. Could be. <laughs> I, I just heard it. It was epic. And meanwhile, Ed, if you want to comment, I just saw right before the show, but there were related stories about it. So our friends in the Great Barrington Declaration, like Dr. J. Bhattacharya, however you pronounce it, Bhattacharya, um, who we got to testify right after on Zoom, if I remember correctly. Yep. I still haven't washed my hands from that day. Um, they're joining a lawsuit against big tech government collusion. Are you following that Ed, at all? And not 100% sure what they're suing for. Um, uh, I haven't heard about that lawsuit, no. I, I saw it literally right before the show. Um, I think they're saying that their ability to um, speak up publicly has been heard or something. Like I'm not, maybe you can look at it between now and next week and who are that they suing good. and why and on what grounds and on what standing and on what damages. But there've been a couple of stories about the collusion between big tech and the government. And that's something we talk about a lot. And it'll be interesting if courts can and will do anything about it. And what do you think about that, Ed? Uh, courts are, have not been our friends. That's what I think about that. I think they should do something about it. Um, the, the government is not allowed to deputize private citizens to accomplish unconstitutional goals or ends that the government can't accomplish on its own. Uh, and it seems to me that that's exactly what the government has done with the tech companies. Uh, you had put into the show notes uh, uh, some emails that were released that show uh, requests for meetings and not just general meetings, but meetings for the purpose of combating misinformation and who to silence and what topics to go after. Um, uh, you know, there was a, a BOGO or, you know, be on the lookout for BOLO uh, was one of the terms that they used. What you need to be on the, what they, you know, what the government wanted these companies to be on the lookout for. So it's pretty clear to me, well, it's, it's borderline obvious to me that the government is deputizing the private sector to do its dirty work, whether it's something that can be proved in a court of law. I don't know. It, that's not clear to me. It's not obvious. But what, what is the relief that is being sought? Well, I don't know. I'd have to see who's being sued and for what. I don't know. I mean, what can a court do except for say you're a bad boy, don't do it again? Yeah, they could enjoin the company, right. at, you know, at the risk. But nobody of, has to listen to a court. I mean, look at, you know, New York gun laws. They don't have to listen. They just well, I mean, personnel. If, if the judge gives you an order and you don't follow it, he can put you put you in jail. I mean, yeah, but if that's not happening and they would just switch personnel or switch wording of something. But I'm just saying other than saying, please don't do it again. No one's going to be actually, you know. Sanctioned in any way, right? There's not even such a mechanism. Well, as Ed says, the mechanism would be contempt of court. You know, if Steve you went Bannon, further after, but Steve not Bannon for what they've done until now. Steve Bannon just got a conviction for contempt of Congress. Um, so it's theoretically possible. Um, what would happen? I don't know. I mean, uh, I need to see what their what, what, what the contentions are. Okay, Ed. Let's share Ed, it. Let's share it before next week's show, and we'll talk about okay. it next week. Ed P, did you find that video? I did not. I apologize. All right. No Falling problem. Sleep at the wheel, are you? People have to find it I, on I'm their own. I'm just not able to like hear, listen, uh, do three things at once. So that's so two things right. I can do. Three things I just he forgot his Wheaties this morning. Yeah, I forgot my Wheaties exactly. 
Hmm. You know, we just lost, it just came over a a Republican uh, congresswoman uh, from Indiana was just killed in an automobile accident. That's uh, very, very sad. We tend to think that, um, you know, we, we tend to think on the political, you know, how it's going to hurt politically, but I mean, that's just a, that's just a crazy, you know, head on collision that, that killed her and killed the person who came across the center line. Wow. Um, so that is sad. Well, but, sadly, it'll be interesting to see how the coverage will differ than the accident yeah. Mr. Pelosi was in, where people may have gotten hurt and may have been much worse than anybody said, right. but is being covered up. So My, the one of the other things, um, you know, with regard to like this, um, this video that Gina put posted in the chat that for DeSantis is I do not have my computer set up because I under re- reinstall the wipe the hard drive, reinstall the operating system a month or two ago. And I haven't got everything set up, but I can't get my, I can't send my computer audio out to you guys. So I could play this video and I could hear it, but you can hear it. So that that's another reason why I wasn't quite able to do what, what Gina wanted me to do. At some point I will be able to, but it is not that day. Okay, turning it over to you guys. What are the stories we're missing? Yeah, what stories are we missing? Um, yeah. About, okay, so the New York Times uh, reporter had put out, oh, put out a book or an article and he's talking about Tucker Carlson and how he only appeases his audience when it regards Trump, but behind the scenes, he's bashing him. Do you think there's any truth to that? And he doesn't like the mega followers. This is Tucker Carlson. He only appeases us on air and Fox choosing not to cover anything with Trump. Well, Fox and Trump is one story. And I think I started off the show with Tucker showing up with Trump at the golf tournament. But do you think? Go ahead. Now, it doesn't sound like somebody who's not backing him when he's not on the show, but I'm not that strong a follower of Tucker. Yeah, I was going to say, do you think he's just doing that because of all the hot water that he's kind of in right now with Fox and just for show? I think the hot water is I think the hot water is this. It became clear very much after the January 6, 2021 riot uh, that. The word came down on all of these mainstream news outlets that you are not to say anything about the um, election. Uh, election irregularities, basically. And uh, and to, to a certain extent, Tucker has been riding that line. Um, but every third word out of Trump's mouth is about, um, you know, the 2020 election being stolen. And I have a lot of, uh, you know, I have a lot of sympathy for him. But it's not a forward-looking positive message. And um, and until he stops talking about it, he's not going to be allowed on any social media network, uh, you know, mainstream social media network, and he's not going to be allowed on any television program. It's but does just he not need to be on it? I don't know. I, I'm just telling you that. No, I know. I'm just saying, do I, you I think, think he needs I, to I be think, on it? I think that, you know, I, I think that effort on election integrity is very important and we have made some progress in a number of states um, to to get the election integrity back under control of the constitutionally um, 
appointed governments in that case. The Didn't we just lose something in the Pennsylvania Supreme Court? I did not hear that, but I believe I there was a well. story that they said that the mail-in ballots or something are perfectly fine. I didn't okay. read the whole story, but I know, I know that like the mail-in ballots were ruled against at one of the lower courts. So I didn't hear that the Pennsylvania. I believe it was overruled. Yeah. Okay. It's going to, the mail-in ballots are going to be great. The Postal Service has created and, and of a course, whole, the whole division monkey, for it. It's the all whole monkeypox, uh, you know, the whole, whole monkeypox uh, silliness um, is all designed to, you know, create this fear um, of, uh, to, you know, do the same thing this fall. And we'll have another, you know, it's just like Black Lives Matter comes, you know. So what was, kind of, what kind of mask are they It was Eugene in 20, but like, here it is, it's 22. Have you heard anything? And the same number of unarmed Black guys are killed in 22 as they were in 21. And the same number of armed Black guys are killed in 22 as they were in 21, as they were in 20, as they were in 19. It's all like 250 a year, Black guys are killed by cops. A dozen or so are unarmed, and that happens like clockwork. And yet, we only hear about it in 16, 20, and we're going to hear a lot about it in 24. Um, we aren't hearing about it now, and it's the same thing with the monkeypox. We're going to get the monkeypox, really, it's going to be a, a disaster this fall, and then we're going to get some new disease, uh, you know, in 2024. But what are, what gonna are they going to do for the monkeypox? I mean, it's a sexually transmitted disease. All I can well, say I mean, is that we know. Guard your butthole. I mean, what are they going to put on your on, your, on your We twitch? know like, is that we're in line. <laughs> in line. Well, I mean, it's what it is. Don't have sex uh, with the guy in front of you. We know exactly. that. Exactly. Uh, well, but, they just they just had the big king fest over in San Francisco. So you know it's going to run rapid there. I mean, it's it's yeah. ridiculous. New York and California got I, states I, of emergency for not protecting your bunghole. I mean, it's ridiculous. Personally, I don't wish terrible diseases on my worst enemy. I'm not that kind of a person, but reality does. And so um, I, I, I just got to hand it to reality on this, that um, that it's chosen such a visible disease. Ugh. Oh, it's sad. Listen, so my sister-in-law and I put it on her thing because she's like, oh my gosh, we had chicken pox and now we've got monkey pox too. And so I like, I, Put a thing on there to say, hey, it's not like this thing you're going to cough and catch it. I am I mean, sometimes the doctor will tell you to cough and maybe he'll slide it in then. I don't know. But I'm just saying, like, oh, my gosh, like people are so brainwashed. That's ridiculous. I know. So monkeypox, uh, Black Lives Matter will be back in 24. Yes. Some yeah. some some black guy will get killed by cops in May or June and that'll <laughs> dominate the news for two or three months. Uh, it's all like clockwork, right? So, yeah, it's a it's the, it's a playbook that we know. Now, my thing is that DeSantis and I wish I could show you this, but basically DeSantis just came out and said not. Um, that people who trans kids, doctors who trans kids should be sued uh, for abuse. And I and you got a big round of applause. And I think that's going to be a, a huge issue. And I think Trump is not touching that issue, you know, so it'll be interesting. Well, and DeSantis has also said, you know, he's calling out monkeypox for what it is and that he will not declare a state of emergency down there in Florida. So I mean, good for him. Again, that's all we can ever say about him. Good for him. 
And uh, Demi Lovato now is. A, oh, she's a, a girl again. I def- identifies as a sh- as she, her again. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, it's got to be that she needed a jar to be opened or something in a very tall cabinet. Oh, to didn't be you brought see? Down. She said she was feeling more feminine, Ed. She was feeling, oh, she more, was feminine. feeling more feminine. Yeah. So since she was feeling more feminine, she decided I think it's to a jar. I think it's a jar she needs to open. That's, that's, that's. <laughs> or she thing. didn't want to cut the grass. My nails. <laughs> I don't want to ruin my nails. Grass. So. Right, exactly. Yeah. Oh, what a mess. What a flipping mess. Maybe she'll grow her hair out again. I don't know. Or maybe she didn't want to get monkeypox and think somebody would identify her as a male with that short hair. I I don't know. Did she change her pronouns too? Yes, she She did. did. Back to she, her. Mm -hmm. From they, them. Gotta make sure she's doing the right thing there. (laughs) She's a mess. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Absolutely. And yet I think she's typical of Hollywood, to be honest. It's just... Yeah, I mean, some are a little less crazy, and so they don't go full physical. They it, it, their bodies don't take on the physical characteristics of the evil that's in them. Well, I but want to see if Brad Pitt's going to change anything because you guys saw he was at the movie premiere a few weeks ago in the skirt. Did you guys see that? <laughs> I heard about it. I didn't yeah. see it. I didn't and it wasn't a kilt or something like that. It's not like Celtic roots. Like he was in. He was like pulling a Harry Styles. How he decided he was going to be. Oh my gosh. I don't even have words for any of these people. The They're, words are money. Somebody paid him to wear that stuff. Or he's just a fruit. Kind of like the, like the puffy shirt. kind of. Yeah, exactly. The, it is exactly the puppy, puffy shirt from Seinfeld. That's exactly. <laughs> what. Well, I got a couple of things. Um, a couple of te- several Texas counties have declared an invasion is taking place. And Governor Abbott hasn't said it, hasn't made a similar declaration. Governor, uh, the governor of Arizona hasn't made a similar declaration. Uh, And by contrast, uh, the mayor of Washington, D.C. has called for the National Guard to be sent in in order to protect her citizens from the illegal illegal alien invasion that uh, is, is overwhelming her city. Like a few thousand, a few thousand. 200,000 a month are being let into Texas and it takes a few thousand to. Yeah. They got like 2,500 was the number that they've gotten there. Yeah. But the, common uh, come thread, the common thread to me is where are these GOP governors? What are they doing? I mean, you know, Abbott sent a couple of buses to, to, to DC with, with the illegal aliens. And maybe that's what Bowser is, is, is responding to. But, you know, again, everybody seems to know how to fight except Republican leaders. And that's that's the import of those stories to me. Um, <laughs> we have we have an invasion going on. And and frankly, I mean, if you want to just be political about it, you know, you have to make the argument. I mean, even if it's not technically an invasion, there's an argument for it. And, you know, even if it doesn't doesn't rise to the level of invasion, it certainly is the case that the Biden administration is not enforcing the law and is creating problems for for those border states and border counties. And those governors have an obligation to their states first and foremost, and they are not discharging those obligations. Well, it depends on what invasion means. And my guess is that uh, Merriam Webster will be changing the definition of invasion uh-huh. fairly quickly. I was thinking maybe we'll, we'll invite Bill Clinton. Grave. Maybe Bill Clinton can give us some information about that. It was good with definitions. Um, you're probably <laughs> not joking, Ed P. That is exactly what they do is change the definition. But what um 
effect does a county declaring an invasion have legally? Does that mean anything? I don't know that it means anything legally. I mean, Article 1, Section 10 of the federal constitution uh, says that states, it prohibits states from entering alliances or, or engaging in war, except when they're being invaded. Right, but states uh, have something. What, what does the county matter? Well, well, the county, the, the county can petition the state government and say an invasion is happening. And then I guess it, it, the, the state government, you know, I guess they don't have to do anything, but they ought to respond. Right. I mean, they, they'll just respond and say, no, it's not an invasion or yes, it is. And as soon as it is, if they declare it's an invasion, they can defend themselves no matter right, what. But they could or declare it. Or is it just a money counties. thing? They, is they it a money thing? Do they get money for declaring that? Do they get federal I don't, funds, I don't know. state you have funds, to look anything? Into the, the detailed okay. laws, but if a state says it's being invaded, it can take action independent of the federal government. But not the counties. The counties can't do anything. So I, I don't know what are, that gains. Counties are creations of state government, but there might be a there might be something tucked away in the state code where counties can say they're being invaded and the state government has to respond. I don't know. Even if there's nothing, even if there's no legal impact, I mean, not everything is right. is legal. Sometimes you have to fight. You have to just make the political argument. And they're doing all they can do. I mean, instead right. of just sitting around whining and complaining, they're doing whatever well, it is they can do. Even if it true. winds up being ineffective, you do the best that you can. That's all you can do. Well, in that and, sense, counties have police and sheriffs. Are they allowed right? to patrol the border? Well, that would be doing something. Well, I think they can. Yes. I mean, I, you know, they should be able to just arrest them. There, There's a famous... Israeli um, military historian Van Krevel, who wrote a paper um, that basically said migration is war. Uh, uh, is it indistinguishable from 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 war? And I think that that is uh, first of all, I think obviously true. And uh, second of all, I, I you know just have to convince people of that, which is you know easy since it's true. But now, Ed's point is right, too. I mean, you're making a political point, um, you know, count here in New Jersey, obviously, we have county government and they often pass resolutions on various issues. When we uh, did a whole campaign in New Jersey to get out of the cap and trade scheme, the Northeastern cap and trade scheme known as Reggie, we went to just about every Republican county um, board that we could to get them to pass a resolution. Those things can have an impact if enough of them do it. And ultimately, we got Christie to pull out of, of the cap and trade program. So you have to start somewhere. And sometimes merely making that political point and putting it on record can matter. Absolutely. So I, and again, I'm just wondering what if a sheriff would say, you know what? The state's not doing it. I'm going to patrol the border and let the state come in and stop him. Well, I can't imagine there's anything pre preventing them from arresting somebody. Well, yeah, I mean, Joe Arpaio tried that in, in Arizona several years ago. Arrest them all for trespassing. It's all private yeah. land. Arrest them all for trespassing. Put them in jail. I mean, if you don't have a jail, put them in a, um, you know, like a prisoner war camp, you know, outside with tents and stuff like Arpaio. I mean, there are plenty of things they could do. I would them. assume the feds would then just federalize all the borderland. Just I say it's, it's a national park. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. It'd be another big bend. I don't know what I don't want to say, but it is all, all you can trespass. do is fight, Steve. I mean, maybe the no, I mean, unfortunately, guns. unfortunately, they just reelected Abbott, basically. So, I mean, that's what's so sad is yeah. they can't defeat him, and he's got another four years probably. So, 
true. Now, I don't disagree with you, Ed. Yes, it's doing something. I'm just wondering legally. I don't. I don't think what counties do matters as far as I understand it. So, well, I had a, a very good friend tell me once that in the law, there's the white and there's the black, and then there's the gray, and you never ever want to be in the black because that'll get you in jail. But on the other hand, if you spend your entire life in the white, you're never going to get anything done. So pick out a gray thing. And I think arresting these uh, illegal aliens for trespass or whatever is definitely within the gray. It's arguable, you know, and I, I think they should do it. Well, they may not yeah. have to because Bowser may be doing it and Adams may be doing it. And then we'll yeah. I'll get a big laugh. So you have to remember when it comes to the state police doing arrests, so they do not have authority as far unless... I don't know, Abbott or somebody deputizes them a, a certain way. So if they are not legally um, agents that have gone through the immigration law and all that, they have no authority. So the we don't arrest them as illegal migrants. You arrest them as vagrants well, or trespassers or well, something. trespassing. So if those ranchers call and do trespassing, yeah. but otherwise those state entities, those sheriff's departments are not allowed to be on certain, so like as a federal agent, we were allowed to be on certain property within certain mileage of the border. Yeah. The state police are not allowed to be on there unless they're invited onto that property. So there's a lot of rules and legislation that is in the books that will keep them from going onto that property. Well, somehow DeSantis seems to find a way to either find the right rule or have his legislature pass a new rule. And we, they need to do that everywhere else. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not just discounting that at all. That needs to happen everywhere. I'm just saying if, there are technicalities. If there are technical impediments, then they need to be dealt with. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not like the Republicans don't control the legislature and the governorship. No, I mean, the, the cartels have literally just, they have owned the Texas ranches for, I can't tell you how long. They had their, their little mafia cartels on U.S. soil. They still have them on U.S. soil and nothing's being done about it. I mean, it's it's ridiculous down there. Yes, my good friend, Lauren Southern, did a documentary. I say good friend because we hung out last Friday for an hour or so. Um, uh, the Did a documentary. American name Mirage. dropping, huh? Yes, name dropping, yeah. She's very nice. I like her. Anyway, she, um, uh, she did a, a documentary recently, American Mirage, where she actually talks to the cartel people on the Mexican side of the border, flies a drone on the Mexican side of the border, looks at people. It, she, of course, she's crazy, right? But it is a very interesting uh, documentary from, from like the Guatemala-Mexico border about how things work there, who pays what for what, and then the Texas-US uh, border and, and how you have to get permission from the cartel and pay the cartel. And she talked to the cartel in one city. The cartel was gonna come and get her, and so they had to flee, and it's typical Lawrence craziness but uh it's an interesting documentary about that whole process from the other side of the border okay well, the, the only other thing i think I, I don't think we should end the show without saying something nice about vin scully who died yesterday one of the greatest baseball announcers and sports announcers in history by all accounts a good human being who acted professionally in his personal and professional life and you know was just a joy to listen to and he'll be missed yeah i liked vince scully too yep i threw up a little blurb on my facebook um yesterday about him 
Of course, as a Mets fan, I can't help but always remember game six of 86. And if you go back and listen to the game and what's cool about YouTube, you can go see the full game, 86. But it's just listening to him give that play-by-play, not just that call, but everything leading up to that. The guy was really incredibly gifted. And unlike so many announcers today, broadcasters today in sports where it becomes about them, it wasn't about him. Right. You know, what I mean, he's a type of broadcaster that can reel you in, make you feel at home, but never make it about him. Um, and one you thing I went to shut up. Well, you just stole my thunder a little bit, which was when that ball went through Buckner's legs and he made that call. Unless you watch that game again, you realize he actually goes quiet and it had to be at least five minutes or more where they're just showing the crowd going ballistic. And he, he knew just that, Ed, when words were never going to be sufficient. And that was one moment where it when was. When you watch sports today, and there's not an announcer who doesn't think his voice is more important than, <laughs> than the event or the crowd. Absolutely. As a yeah. longtime Phillies fan, we had a, a, a color commentator, Richie Ashburn, who would, who, who's a former Philly. He would, do, um, he would do color, but he also do one of – the innings, you know, and, and there's, there are innings where he would say nothing, just, you know, like, oh, strike out. And then, he'll, you know, I, it, because he didn't think his voice was more important than the, uh, uh, than the game. And I, that we definitely need that in sports because my God, those guys are just awful. They're just well, awful. That in our whole culture, people who know when to shut their mouths, I very often find myself <laughs> quoting King Solomon, a time to speak uh, and a time to be silent. And I think silence is what, what makes your speech powerful. If you're yakking the whole time, who cares? And the other problem, obviously, with sportscasters is how little they talk about sports anymore. And they're talking about political and woke and, you know, politically well, correct stuff, which is even worse. If you really want to be driven to drink, try watching one of the Apple TV broadcasts of a baseball game that they have now. Especially the commercials, Brutal. right? It's a, I, you know what? I don't even know about the commercials, but you know, you have these, you know, millennial types, and I, I can't even describe it. It's just, it's just god awful. If they're not totally boring, they're not paying attention to the game. Uh, it's just terrible. I, I don't know. I don't know whether anybody watch, watches commercials anymore, except maybe the Super Bowl. I mean, when a commercial comes on, I'm watching a game. I look at my phone. I, I, you know, I mean, I turn the sound down and, and look at my phone. I, 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 Sadly, we don't watch games the way we used to either. When I was a kid, I, I would be so engrossed in a baseball game that I would be calling the pitchers, throw a fastball, throw a curveball, throw it high, throw it low. Now it's all passive, unfortunately, because we're all on our devices. We're all on our laptops for computers and it's doing two things at once. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I mean, I have some of that passivity, but it's more because I just can't get invested in these professional sports leagues the way I once did. They're so overtly political about so many things. Well, that girl they, did good. Wait, why would you say that when Washington changed the name of its team and Cleveland changed the name of its team? I mean, why would you say that, Ed? <laughs> I don't know. But by, by the way, I'm just a racist and a bigot. I mean, obviously, there are other teams that still have these racist names, but one of them apparently is uh, a minor league team in the uh, in Major League Baseball, affiliated with Major League Baseball, that has the name Indians. Nobody seems to have made a stink out of it yet. Well, tell me why the five Indians minutes. had to sh- 
Why did the Indians have to change their name, but the Braves didn't? We didn't get there yet. Give it it's a, on give the it, list. Give it, yes, it's on the list. It's, it's, it's going to be targeted before you know it. Florida State Seminoles, anyone? Maybe it's because Ted Turner is such a big lefty, they left him alone. Mm. Well, that probably is one of the reasons. And the Seminoles, thank God, are in Florida. Well, but Maybe speak, they have a prayer. Speaking of baseball, I did share, I guess on the flip side of this, was Bob Costas coming out and basically saying for players who haven't gotten vaxxed, that they're letting down their their teammates. What an idiot! And, and it just—I find it really disgusting, honestly. When you can't identify who are the real villains in all this, when you have the government of Canada, obviously, you know, there's other people and entities out there trying to impose the uh, the vaccination, force it on people. To tur- turn your attention to the players who are saying, "No, it's my body, my choice." Is, oh, we had a player it, that just stood up. Did you see the, the Hispanic We've had a number lady? of them. We've had a number of them. But go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna, I was just so proud of her. She wouldn't wear the the Pride Month jersey, which now she's getting backlash from others in the league, but good for her. Well, good for those for of us who uh, live near the US Open, um, I've never been a fan of Novak Djokovic for various reasons, but his stock goes up in my eyes every single day as he says, you know what? Play without me. I'm not getting the vax. And I know that's an ongoing fight, but Mm -hmm. I give him a lot, a lot of credit. Yeah, I mean, the only thing people need to do is just say no, really, honestly. And the the bad guys aren't that strong because they're crazy and crazy people back off. Um, There was a a, there was a. video and one of these like live leak of this uh, guy coming into a, a liquor store with an AR like this. And, oh, that was great. And, that and was great. the guy behind a counter um, takes out a shotgun and, and shoots at him. I don't know whether I might've, might've hit him in the arm. arm, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, but the guy, he has an AR, which is, a you know, it's a serious weapon. He turns tail and runs as fast as he can out of there. And I've seen, you know, you I've seen see a the, lot of these videos where these predators just turn well, tail that, and run. That predator, because they, they showed the other clip of the guy waiting, because the other dude was coming into the store. He was waiting out in the car. He was getting out. He had AR-15 as well, or some automatic rifle. Anyway, he was getting ready to get out. The other dude runs out. He's like, get in the car, get in the car, I shot my arm off. And it was just great, because it was the getaway vehicle. It was flipping phenomenal. And I, I do think I do think, you know, just as the predators in the streets mostly will run away when um, when presented with force, I think the predators on Twitter will, too. Yeah. Matt Walsh isn't backing down. And he's he's I love Matt Walsh. He's like my oh, he's favorite great. now anymore. But man, he he is he is worse. He he is more brutal than all of us put together. And that's why I like it. I like what you guys, I like what you're saying, but I'm just reminded of one of the stories that Stephen shared in the, in the show notes about the, uh, the son who came, his mother FaceTimed him because his, her McDonald's French fries were cold and the son came down and told the guy, you know, the, the two of them started arguing they went outside and the guy shot him. That's just a punk. I think there's a difference between somebody that's mentally ill and that would do something like that and a punk. They're just, they're two different things. Yes. And Ed, would you please tell everybody where that happened? 
I think that was your next door neighbor in Bedford Stuyvesant. In a place where there are no guns. In a place where there are no guns in Brooklyn, New York. I don't get it. I just don't get it. How could there be a gun in New York? And then there was a story that I put right above that was a judge releasing a man who was caught with a rifle and an ammo because we don't enforce the laws against the right people. We only enforce those laws against the wrong people. But yeah, every time now that I see a shooting in a place where there are no guns, I'm going to flag it and make a really big deal out of it. Good. So anyway, I think we're going to wrap up, folks, if we're all good for today. Yeah. Going once, going twice. Um, please send feedback to the Conservatarian Exchange at the at LibertyBlock.com. We will be back next week at our regular time. And thank you very much.